Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Vesta Spivakovsky, and she's a journalist and public figure and the head of the public organization Women of Our City in St. Petersburg, Russia. She is an expert on family kidnapping and parental alienation syndrome in Russia for BBC and Spiegel. She has worked as a host on the leading Tricolor TV, led the first ever author's legal podcast on podfm.ru, written for Mother's Journal and letador.ru, a platform for parents. She also maintains the blog on snob.ru, the largest blogging platform in Russia, highlighting parental alienation syndrome, parents and children's rights in family law, as well as publishing short stories. When faced with personally with the problem of family kidnapping, she established a public organization that helps educate and connects separated parents around the world. Vesta is currently seeking amendments to the legislation of the Russian Federation and providing for punishment for the abduction of a child by one of the parents. Her first book, published in Russian, but it's also in English as well, um, by, the Peter, by the Peter Publishing Company in September 2018. It is called Louder Than Silence by Vesta Spivakowski. And it's, we're going to talk about this. And it's going to be a great conversation. Um, the most current presentations of her book have led to broad public discussion of the problem of parental alienation in Russia, while also connecting with various parents, groups, experts, ombudsmen, and lawyers. Um, so we're going to have a great conversation. Welcome, Vesta. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing really great. Today is a Mother's Day in Russia, and I had so many, uh, you know, congratulations. And it's a very special day for mothers who are abducted um, mm. with their children because they're still mothers. They still carry in that status, but it's also a different feeling when you don't have your child, you lost the contact, and it's very sad, very tragic day when you can't be a mother being a mother but can't you know be present mother and uh, so I had a mixed feelings about that day Mm -hmm. it must be a hard day I understand even um, for any mother going through all of this it's just very difficult and so many are yeah yeah being mother difficult in general being a mother who abducted from your child is (laughs) something above the limits right it is it is yeah but i just want to you know when i talk to the woman when i give that voice because my book basically that louder than silence book was the first book in russia about parental kidnapping or parental alienation and i can talk a little bit more about the terminology later but uh, the thing is that uh, after it's get published I heard so many stories and I keep receiving that stories from parents, both mothers and fathers, and sometimes children too, who was alienated as a, as a child. And, uh, and uh, I realized that 
it's give the voice because now they know they're not only one who had that there's nothing wrong with them mm -hmm. and it's very important i believe because before that phenomenon get articulated we didn't know what is that and after we know how to name that you know we can join together in order to give a force to to make a change to make that change in the society first because i believe that any government can take it seriously and make some law against parental alienation only after the society itself will take it seriously mm -hmm. so education is number one priority i believe and that's for my book was just published in english and um, get expanded because i know that story is not just my personal anymore that story uh, means too much for so many people because it give them a voice and, yes and that's what they need um a lot of parents don't realize what this is until they go through the court process and then things start falling apart yeah so are you talking to parents all, from all, like all over the world or mainly russia i could say that before book now it's published in english and i believe that i'm gonna talk more with the parents and i start receiving messages from parents in the u.s as well who complaining on american system american card system uh before of course i mostly talk to russian or russian speaking people who live in UK, in Mexico, in other countries, but they somehow heard of my book or read my book and they reach out to say, oh, I had the same problem, this is my story. And um, I, I, I now don't see any, you know, any difference between the, the countries because I believe that dynamics and the technology are pretty much the same yes we have differences little <clears throat> little details here and there sometimes law recognize that sometimes is not sometimes system supporting uh, a parent who have no uh, access to the child but sometimes is not and that's difference i exist but mostly and generally uh, parents feeling the same things and alienators doing the same things and behavior wise it's very much similar so i believe that it has no much differences as we could imagine like people in russia pretty much believe that it's happened because in russia the law system need to be reformed which is true in some way uh, but it's also uh, not true because uh, it's not just Russian problem. It's not problem in Russian law. So that's, uh, I try to tell to my followers in Russia also to explain that people in US, people in uh, Japan, people in uh, United Kingdom and many other countries are dealing with pretty much same things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and people spending so much money on that. And, uh, I think that it's a way too serious problem. So all the government should consider that and, and come to some conclusion. And 
and have maybe some agreements. Now we have only Hague agreement, that Hague, um, Hague convention, mm -hmm. that child needs to be returned if it's been abducted. But uh, that Hague convention doesn't work if it's come to certain countries mm -hmm. or if it's come to the abduction which happened within some country. So it's very much need to be modernized and rebuilt. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's uh, a lot of people don't understand this. And a lot of people say, well, you know, you'll see your kid again, they're just on a vacation, just let just let it go for a while. And people don't understand that when you're a parent, and this happens, you've got to get this kid back. Yeah. Yeah, very much. So it's always some bullshit that ha that uh, that alienator used to give and uh it, it's different from different places where like they know how to play and they know how to pretend and what to say in order to be able to get away with mm -hmm. that oh yeah uh, that yeah. leads to the the personality disorder problem that uh, just not addressed much or under maybe understood much by the judges that there's borderline personality disorder bipolar uh there's also narcissism and you know, and absolutely so and yeah sorry and you know that's so funny that you just mentioned that because i just finished and probably will publish soon maybe today tomorrow uh the video interview that i done with um, a very famous judge a family judge in Israel, and he is a big activist for change, uh, uh, Philip Marcus. Yes. And yes. You know him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He probably been in this podcast. I don't know. But he, he's, a, yeah, he's a very big parental alienation enthusiast. And the uh, uh, funny thing is that when we talk with him about that, and um, he gave me some cases, and I was surprised that the judge can have a better feeling that sometime a psychiatrist or a psychologist especially that experts that's supposed to um, examine a family during the court when they give the expertise for the family relationship dynamics and all that so sometimes judge can see better than the experts mm -hmm. itself and um, he said yeah because we have a very uh, wide and uh, very good experience it's like a family doctor we compare that to a family doctor and also he said that normal person uh, doesn't know what borderline disorder is like they think and then he make it very funny he said they think that it's somebody who lives ne near lebanon border and doing something with hezbollah <laughs> so right. Yeah, like borderline disorder. They don't know what that means. So I believe, and it's very important that you just mentioned, that we need to educate uh, about all that abuse um, vocabulary, all that um, different type of abuse, um, different type of disorders, psychological disorders, and how people can be, um, can behavior with certain um accentuation you know where they have narcissist disorder or borderline and 
better to know that beforehand, better to know that your partner has it before you actually sign on and get married or, and get a children with that partner, because mm -hmm. then it's may cause a huge and massive problems, not just for you, but for a whole uh, family, including a child, of course. So I believe that, um, we need to educate ourselves, our families, our friends, our followers, and our society about uh, different type of people, more, <clears throat> more psychological education and um, abuse, different way of abuse. We need to recognize abuse because not many people can do that. They don't understand where actually they're something funny and war is it abuse. It's, it's just sometimes very tricky and mm -hmm. we need to be able to see it clearly. Also, another thing I was thinking of is, you know, there's high level autism and Asperger's uh, dis disease out there too. And uh, in, in uh, Alina years. Yes. Uh, you know, I just was thinking of those two. I had a friend go through that in a divorce and yeah. uh, just a high functioning um, Asperger's spouse. It was just, oh, wow. yeah, I just, you know, you think about, you know, narcissism, but then you've got another problem. There's all these problems with these people and you don't recognize these problems until maybe two years into the marriage or you know yeah but also i would say that the spectrum i know that there is so different uh you know psychological um makeups or psychological uh, types mm -hmm. in the society we should not discriminate them as well mm -hmm. the point is that we need to know um every every um, like uh, signs of that but the whole problem i don't think only laying on on that level because court itself and the system which is a binary system uh, somebody should be right somebody should be wrong somebody is a good parent somebody is a, a worse parent that system itself cause uh, parental alienation or at least give a massive um, part of that mm -hmm. so uh, I think that just having a partner with a special certain um, disease or psychological uh, makeup is, is one thing but uh, getting through the court and uh, seeing that whole system taking your conflict as a business is it's it's become an industry um and uh, it's not just me saying it's also philippe marcos the judge that i mentioned he also admit that it's become an industry um and that's a big problem too because the everyone who can get um get uh to um uh how you say um host hostile against another partner another uh, spouse they have all tools to to get uh there 
they get all tools to basically destroy the ex spoo's life and the system kind of help him to do that mm-hmm. that's very very important um there there is no uh, uh, there is no uh, goal of that system to save actually two good uh, parents who respect each other for that child. Mm-hmm. There is no such a thing that child is not a part of the case. Even it has a lawyer in some countries, like in US, I, I guess there's, a, I don't know if it's in many states or in all states that child has a <clears throat> their own lawyer. Um, or representative in a court, but I know that in many countries uh, there is no such a thing. And like in Russia, there is no lawyer, and there's only two parties in a court: is like a mother with her lawyers and the father with his lawyers, and the child is not a party. It's become a bullet because it's been taken to the court after ten year old by the law. Mm-hmm. to be asked where he want to live and wh- whom he want to stay with. It was the mom or the father. Um, and <clears throat> itself, I believe it's a torture. Itself, I believe this question uh, causes split, mm-hmm. a psychological split, because why child even have to choose? And why should we uh, rely all that court decision on his own choice? That choice first of all, can be indoctrinated, right? He, mm-hmm. His choice may be coming from the fear of mm-hmm. one parent, or it may be biased, or it may, you know, today child just want to stay with this parent, but tomorrow he realized that it's not true and he want to see both parents regularly, and that's his right. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we need to reconsider very seriously and systematically all that uh, process from the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. including the court system, of course, and all that support system around, which is not supporting at all. No. At the moment. Yeah. It's like the, the parents that are working it out between themselves. These are the parents we don't even hear about. They're not even entering the courtroom. They're mature enough to handle it between themselves. It, it can be done, but this is where you run into these personality disorders, and that's how you get sucked into the family court system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... I know, I know. That's a very big issue. And me as a writer and as an activist, I can only have my perception. And uh, I believe that we need to consolidate and really promote that issue on a higher level so it will be recognized and finally taken seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to be taken seriously. Um... I just don't know what to think of the uh, judiciary because they don't seem to be acknowledging it or, you know, uh, there could be bias or collusion going on as well. Yeah. um, I've seen judges twist what the child is saying just to fit their own benefit. So it's just so difficult uh, with this. Yeah, I know. Um, just as uh, parental alienation uh, 
causes split between uh, the parents, the, the, within the child. It's also caused such a polarization in the, everything around and the society as well. In um, um, two coalitions that you mentioned, which is one goes against parental alienation and put it as a pseudoscience. And uh, another coalition that try to get through and break through and actually do the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe it's kind of sign of our time. I guess it's need to take some time, probably, and more cases so people get more aware that it can happen actually to anybody. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's, it's not easy phenomenon. It's not easy phenomenon to take it. So just like simple. It's it's not very simple. It's really a multidisciplinary thing. So we need to you know give it some time. Like Philip Marcus, he mentioned that it will take a generation mm-hmm. for have feel a change. Mm-hmm. So I I believe that yeah we kind of pioneers. That's what I'm also keep telling to my followers. Like we are pioneers. It's that mm-hmm. this is very hard because you don't have a manual. You don't know how to go through. Like in in uh, U.S. for example, you have already hundreds of book about parental alienation. If you go to Amazon, mm-hmm. I just be there today because my book is in this section now too. But uh, in Russia there was not. Even there was no book. There was nobody mentioned that before my book, actually. And mm-hmm. even in my book, uh, there is no parental alienation like a, like a term. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't aware when I wrote my book. And when it's published, I still call that par- um, family kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that's what I face. And I believe that's the that's how it's called. But when I learn uh, that there is this think like parental alienation exists that was like um water uh, the fish discovered the water i was like oh wow that's how it called i i didn't know that mm-hmm. and uh, then i start studying that and get more research and uh, i'm still studying there's so many information already um which is still not enough but there are some you know mm-hmm. and um I believe that, uh, uh, yeah, that, that there's a, important to start that conversation. So that's what my book was doing. And now when people read my book, they're like, oh, I'm not the only one. That's, mm-hmm. that's ex- exactly what I have been through. And this is so crazy because so different families, they live in a different um areas different countries sometimes but they experience the same thing and um this is a phenomenon that's definitely exists i have no doubt of that but it's very complicated um and we are pioneers yeah that's what i'm keep telling we are pioneers it's 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 hard we don't have a manual we don't know where exactly it will go how you should do the next step sometime you know it's always like you discovering you discover in um, yeah that's uh, how it is mm-hmm. at the moment yeah it's very frustrating it's sad for a lot of parents uh now we're going into the holidays and it's just very uh, you know you just feel so 
yeah. I, I don't know. know. I be, can't describe the word. Many, I've been there for so many years. My daughter was born in um, January 3rd. Mm-hmm. So like all that years, uh, I'm an alienated mother for 11 years at the moment. Um, and I just had a, a little uh, baby. Uh, I have, she's going to be uh, one year in mm-hmm. December. So for 10 years before my baby, my second baby was born, uh, every uh, new year, Christmas, and that period that is more, uh, the most uh, like a family, the most happy time for many families, I feel so lonely, so down, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to just sleep over that whole week and whole mm-hmm. two weeks, you know, I didn't want to have every day and seeing everybody just going with the kids, with this um, Christmas trees and, and make all that, you know, it's just so hard because you don't have a place in all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no place for you. You like, a, a, it's, it's so poignant feel like a host like a host host in that time it's very difficult mm-hmm. yeah so i definitely see everybody who goes there i've been there and i i also mentioned that in my book and there is a lot of emotional um uh, description in my book how i was dealing especially without any knowledge of what i'm dealing with you know Mm-hmm. When I have even doubts, if it's just because me so wrong, I, me being crazy or me being not enough good mother or something wrong with me, I'm not good enough, you know, not like all that thoughts that really hard and, uh, but you're looking for answers and because I'm very self, you know, reflective person, I guess, and I just tried to find an answer and I felt so, so bad sometimes, but I, 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 I get every time to, to conclusion. No, there is no wrong with me. There is no, my problem. I know for sure that I haven't done anything bad to my child. I haven't done even anything bad to my ex uh, husband. All I've done is just uh, suggesting to divorce and he didn't want that. So is it my fault that I didn't want to live with him? Is it my fault to, to initiate a divorce? Is it such a thing that you become guilty just by the fact that you want to divorce someone? Mm-hmm. It's not right. Mm-hmm. And every time I, I came to the same conclusion. No, that is not my fault. There is not something that I should be guilty for. And um, I'm always been a very loving mother, even maybe too much. Like I think now, like I had no help. I was doing everything by myself. I probably been little burnout and everything, but it's, it's, it's normal. It's also, part of being normal because you just don't know how to do the best but you tried and you try your best sometimes you burn out yeah and that's 
that's why support system is too important. That's why your husband and his family and your family and your friends and everybody around you need to tell you like, Hey baby, you need to, you know, get some time for yourself. You need to relax a little bit, you know, (laughs) so you can. Yeah. But I was doing everything and everybody was fine with that. And as soon as my baby stopped breastfeeding and become like a more independent, I guess, mm-hmm. their grandmother, my husband, ex-husband's mother, just, oh, okay, now we don't need you. Now we can take a baby from you and, mm-hmm. and just uh, uh, replace you because I can be better mother than you. And she... Oh. She was the one who actually uh, organized and managed a whole operation to be a mother mm-hmm. for for my child. Oh, that's that's just terrible. Yeah, but it's very typical as well. Mm-hmm. It's very typical, and that dynamics, and I learned that much later, that dynamics are not. Uh, brand new in that family mm-hmm. they had it before and it happened to my husband because his mother who took my daughter she was not um, she was not raising her own kids they mm-hmm. raised with her mother so they was taken by her mother and raised in another place and so now she believed that she can do mother's job better with my child and i'm not needed there anymore and um yeah there was no limits of hate and alienation techniques which are uh, bad mouths and um, mm-hmm. uh, campaign of uh, uh, put how you say like uh, put you as a black sheep and mm-hmm. uh, uh yeah they they denigrate your character and they'll do it in front of the children right Uh, they also kind of generate a different me Mm -hmm. like to show uh, to to show some fake profiles of me which is nothing to do with me but they need to present any prove that i'm so bad mother so bad person so they try to get any proof that they could they um they biased my grandmother to go against me and give a papers to the court that i'm a bad person because i dumped it such a good man and because of course my grandmother she is like an old school lady and she never supported divorce in general so just me having that initiative of divorce was enough plus of course they gave more information about me that uh, she just biased completely and uh, until she died we never talk again unfortunately like we just lost lost our connection which was pretty strong and we had a loving relationship before so she become i would say different person mm-hmm. and uh, my father and basically they try to reach everybody all my family my friends 
my work, my reputation, uh, and uh, construct, reconstruct my personality in order for me to be like not the person I am, just mm -hmm. to display me as a, as a crazy, uh, um, drug addicted, and um, uh, almost prostitute. I'm sorry, I don't know if you can say that words in your podcast, but oh sure, you know, yeah, it's like um, it's it's like a more to make a kind of moral, uh, you know, moral uh, or immoral, I guess, a profile of me, mm -hmm. and it worked because mm -hmm. it's kind of something that I guess judge believed and take their side because uh, the court decision was against uh, two of uh, children's social services decision. They said a child should live with a mother and the court uh, goes to give a custody, full custody to the dad who already abducted a child already for six months uh, was uh, hiding a child from me in another, in another city, in another region, like moved from one state you would say to another state and um, organize the whole process in that state. So I could not do anything there. And um, yeah, it was very difficult. It took me four years on this battle and I could not succeed. Nothing. I, I could not see my daughter. I was not even having the actual location and address where she is. I didn't know how she felt. I didn't know anything about her health. I knew from the court papers that she was diagnosed with um, autistic disorder and behavior problems and treated with a high pharmacological, like very active pharmacological um, substances or meds like uh like psycho psychiatrical uh meds you know i i just presume that she had such a big um effect of abduction with a mother mm -hmm. and they even and even this they tried to turn against me and, and they found some unethical psychologist who gave them any mm -hmm. uh, papers they need without even seeing me and knowing me and examining me. They were saying that mother-daughter relationship are dysfunctional and stuff like that. And all that papers came to the court and basically I could not do nothing with that. Yeah, and it, uh, it was a long journey. It was really, really difficult. I, I, I feel like I've been really in a war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So CPS was against you. Did CPS recommend to the judge to take the kids away? CPS, you mean that child service? Yes. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, they gave, uh, they gave uh, like a papers in the, the court. They always involved to be uh, part of the hearing. So in, they gave uh, papers, uh, two of them. One was from the city the daughter was taking and one from the city she lived in. Um, 
after abduction. So both of them give a give a resolution that babies babies should live with mother. And um, the judge made made her mind for to to give a full custody to to the father. Mm-hmm. basically alienator and of course he had a charming personality mm-hmm. like uh, many alienators does mm-hmm. they know how to you know how to communicate they know how to play mm-hmm. and the play victim as well he was doing that perfectly mm-hmm. and um, there was not just one court there was other courts here uh, as a basketball player, like a winner, actually a winner of Russian Federation of Basketball, he was um, um, he was filing um, a case against me, like a criminal uh, case that I beat them up, that I beat him up, hmm. and uh, and there was also a corruption element and all that too. <laughs> So I had twice been uh, under criminal prosecution and I actually twice win the, the first, the first stage, but the second stage he managed to corrupt. So they twice canceled the first <laughs> that I was fighting so hard for. And it was, you know, I felt, I felt so frustrated because really, I put so much effort, so much energy, and I could not do nothing with that. Oh, this is so so hard. Yeah. Now I'm saying just like a person who actually been through all that. But, you know, I also probably, I don't know, it's just my character or it's something uh, that uh, my psychotherapeutical uh, background gave me, but I was always looking for bigger meanings. Mm-hmm. Even being through such a nightmare, I was always looking like there should be some meaning. I cannot just die. Um, first, it's not going to benefit my child. And second, it's uh, exactly what they try to to have and to achieve so i realized that i can't just die and uh, i just started thinking how to survive through that and uh, my only way at that time was to leave the country Mm -hmm. i had to leave the country after four years of that battle and being almost crushed and destroyed and almost lost my hair and had all that sleeping problem and health problem and mm-hmm. of course all my bank accounts was uh, arrested and i have to pay alimony i have to pay the ch- children's support money to him too and uh, considering that that i cannot work because every time i work there's always a prosecution against me mm-hmm. there's always this institution or that institution or this and that and i need to go court in this city in that city and i need to somehow support myself and you know and live and he of course taking a property that we bought together taking everything the business that we have together so like that was also not just the 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 kidnapping which is the main thing but it was all other things as well so i cannot uh, survive so he made me 
just you know put me in such a in such a place that i could not be able to survive and um yeah so i basically was all, all by myself too my family turned against me too and so i have to leave the country at that point and that's my second book is about <laughs> i start i start a second book about self-healing healing the trauma um uh, find the um, find the keys for uh, the evolution of your consciousness from the plankton i made that metaphor of the whale because whale become a, through my journey whale become my spiritual animal so mm -hmm. i find that metaphor of uh, evolution from that plankton uh, consciousness which like current can take you anywhere you don't decide anything you're victim of circumstances and uh, everything always happened to you and you don't know why and this kind of victim mentality mm -hmm. uh, from that victim position where i've been myself too and i found myself in that position and i figured that I need to do something. I can't live like that. I, yeah, everything was taken away from me when I started my journey. Like I, I didn't have a home. I didn't have a family. I didn't have my child. I didn't have my country. I didn't have my work. I mean, I had my skills and I was working from the distance as a journalist, but, <laughs> and as, as a writer and basically that writing helped me. It was my, therapeutic tool to to you know documenting everything that happened and uh, getting kind of control over that back control that back to you and uh, um, during that journey i realized that i cannot keep that victim position and i start start from step by step step by step and all that steps i put in my book now and from that plankton um into the whale it's a lot of stages in between but a whale is the basically uh being in your higher potential being the one who make that uh, currents and trends and who uh, decide everything and even if something happened they don't take it as a way that uh why it happened to me again no they take it in a way what that happened with me for what for i need to do what what is that bigger meaning here that i can you know um use for my own benefits and uh, benefit other people too mm -hmm. uh, i actually like that more and more people now around me they also come to me with the same position they said yeah i i i've been uh, alienated i am a alienated parent and i've been suffer a lot but i don't want just suffer i want my suffer to become a fuel that i can um put and uh, i can generate something out of it i i want to help you vesta give me something how can we promote that topic together or how can i um, educate other people like give me some tools give me the direction what can i do 
because I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important. That's very important because that's the place where we break that circle. We break that circle of being uh, in self-pity, pitiness, and always being that victim. It's very important. And it's also very important because when our children, alienated children, grew up finally, they need that resourceful parent. They need that parent who actually not just saved themselves psychologically, but they can also help to heal a child that will come to us. I believe that my daughter will come to me um, eventually she will come back and because she will need that source mm-hmm. she will need seek for that healing mm-hmm. and I should heal myself first to be able to provide healing for her mm-hmm. very well said yeah how long did it take you to write your book both books um uh is about four years uh the 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 describing four years of my life the second first book is about four years of my fighting second book is about four years of my traveling Mm -hmm. and self-healing process um but the writing first book louder than silence actually took me six years to finish and about a year to translate it was not me that was translating but yeah it, it's it's a long it's a long process it's a big work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a very big and a very emotional and very meticulous mm-hmm. document of a one parent who was alienated well i'm glad you wrote this you know um where where could it be found thank you yeah uh so you can find my book now easily on amazon uh, but it's only uh, um, available on uh, e-format um, kindle format in on amazon uh, you can also find a paper copy on bookbaby.com just type louder than silence uh, my name Vesta Spivakovsky, in case if needed to type also, but I believe there is one book uh, that title Louder Than Silence. Mm-hmm. And it describes perfectly exactly what that parental alienation is. For me, at least I feel it's like it's louder than silence. It's very mm-hmm. much silent because it's like any abuse. It's uh, abuse love to be in silence. Mm-hmm. And that's how abuse survives. Mm-hmm. And that's how victim remain victim if it's keep silence. But as soon as we start speaking up and we start talking about that, we start name that and, uh, and um, sometimes notice that also. Like in a school where our children goes and we may see that there's a child you know, that being taken only pick up by one parent and maybe their mother or their father, they looking for him and they don't know where he even study. That was actually my story too, because for three years when my daughter attended a school, I didn't know where she, what school she going to. I was looking for that too. And um, 
So yeah, we need to be more. Um, no, we we need to be more careful and um, attentive sometime mm -hmm. and see if something wrong uh, going on there. Mm -hmm. That's also will help. Mm -hmm. I think also in the school systems, teachers should be aware of, you know, grades dropping, mood swings in the child. Um, and maybe a parent that's too, um, too narcissistic. I don't know how else to say it. You, you know, these people have got to think for themselves and say, okay, you've got a parent telling you stuff about this other parent. You've got to talk to that other parent. Right. Yes. That's very right. Yeah. That's very right. Because if one parent starts uh, and involve other people, you or, or school teachers or other kids and um, telling some bad things about other parents, that might be something wrong there. There might be something wrong because there might be his uh, preparation of keeping other parent away from a child mm -hmm. and kind of start uh, making their support system bias bias that kids and other parents and school teachers to support him and uh, alienate uh, another another parent and it's actually works very well usually because people are not aware and who first come and tell them something that is something wrong with another person they rather believe that then mm -hmm. switch their critical um, thinking on and start, you know, just doubting or make a double check or at least keep it neutral, you know, as mm -hmm. say, you know, that's still a parent. And as a teacher, I cannot prioritize any parent over another one, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's not mm -hmm. my... It's it's not my um, competence, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So, so it's need to be very well. Uh, sometime neutral. Sometime you should take a position. Yeah, I mean there is <laughs> there is difficult. Like when it's really come to the violence, you should take a position because mm -hmm. when um, people used to be neutral seeing the violence for, for mm -hmm. some reason they don't just don't want to be involved mm -hmm. and you know they don't want to probably uh, they don't like to take a position but sometime in in that case when one parent um, try to tell you something wrong with another parent you you need to be very careful with that mm -hmm. just if you know the parental alienation dynamics, then you probably will understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, do you have parents that reach out to you? Um, would you want me to put your email in the podcast notes? Yes, sure. You can put my email, my Facebook group. You can put, um, I can give you links for the book as well. And uh, my website also my english website there is there and there i think there are feedback form where everybody can um leave me a message as well yeah absolutely all that information 
Okay. That would be great. If you could um, email me those when we yeah. jump off. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say? Mm, I don't know. I think we probably yeah. touch every... But I, I wanted to ask you, do you have any uh, um, feedback from that few pages that you have re uh, read of my book? Do you have how you like it or um, do you have any... Oh, yes. Um, I took some screenshots as I was reading, and it just sucks you in. Um, yeah. When you start with chapter one, you start off, there's a paragraph. Um, he says, darling, he smiled at me tenderly. I miss, I, hold on, Akusha too. But I am sure that we are acting in the right way. She needs the opportunity to wean from us a little and spend time with her grandmother. And it's like, oh, there we go. You know, in the, it just definitely, it was just like, oh, this is terrible. You know, but the, this is how things start. People don't realize this. It's very insidious and, you know, um, Exactly. And you already know that dynamic. So by that few lines, you already have a sense what's going to be happen and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You should be careful. That's a little uh, warning for, for the uh, followers and the readers mm -hmm. that this book is actually suck you in. I heard it many times that uh, mm -hmm. somebody just get a book just to read a little bit before sleep and they find themselves in the morning five o'clock a.m yes. <laughs> and in the book and like oh my god i was reading all night so be careful <laughs> right yeah, right you cannot stop it's just hard to stop i don't know about english because it's still a little di different when you you know uh, this text to be translated and i'm actually very much looking forward to hear uh, my English readers reviews and feedbacks because it's very important for me how it feels in English mm -hmm. like I have so many uh, reviews on Russian from Russian book because I have I like uh, heard that I have special um, language and a special way of uh, saying things and I really like to know if it's still you can see and feel and when, when you're reading in english mm -hmm. so i'm really looking forward to that that's good what is your facebook group i will send it to you it's also called louder and silence book okay yeah yeah and also i, I you know i want to mention <clears throat> this is my uh children's book it's gonna be released in english soon as well uh, it's called I Whale Always Love You, Lippy. Remember, oh. I mentioned that whale is a kind of a big thing for me. It's my spiritual animal. And um, so the story of this book is actually quite amazing. Um, I, can, I can say a few words if, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so that, that, that book, um, it's actually uh it took me 24 hours to write a story uh and uh when i had a chance to communicate to my daughter so there was a chance in our life uh thanks to a second wife of, of my ex-husband mm -hmm. because i was in touch with her 
and she kind of secretly decided to first she gave me that chance when he was not there so i can record a story with my voice and she could play that to my daughter Mm -hmm. uh, without saying who is that and what is that so i tried to put our story which was a long story Mm -hmm. in a children language and say that speak that story in a in a metaphor of whales and how one whale was taking that little whale away from mother and what happened and i'll show you a little bit there amazing illustrations here too oh nice very nice yeah (laughs) <laughs> so that was a metaphor of wild whales and black whales mm-hmm. and um, there's i don't want any racism uh, analogy analogies here it's just <laughs> it's just being a wild white whales and dark whales and um, so that's a story that i made in 24 hours when i had the chance and uh, Exusha, my daughter, she heard that story and she actually got very much in love with whales too. So, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she uh, um, even told me that she want to become an oceanologist, marine uh, psychologist, uh, marine, uh, how you call it, marine biologist, I think. Uh, uh, marine biology, something like that. There's different, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think in the, in the U.S. it sounds like that. So, um, yeah. And uh, then I decided just to publish the whole story and I made that illustrate, not me, but uh, there's someone made an illustrations and we made this book. It's going to be released soon as well. Um, I love the cover. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's been some work, you know. I put all my heart when I do in my books. And this book is actually has some therapeutic locus in that because when you as a alienated uh, parent in reuniting with your child alienated child you sometimes need to initiate a conversation about what happened maybe not straight away you need some time you know you need just to um, tune in again to into that contact but when the contact already established, it's very important to talk what exactly happened and how to talk. Some parents, they just don't, they doesn't know. They, they avoiding because it's too painful or they don't want to press that buttons anymore. Again, you know, they just like to kind of block it out or mm-hmm. suppress. And uh, this book offers that uh, safe um, way of uh, start that uh, conversation and um, reunite through that story because that's how child can understand and uh, probably um, they can identify themselves with that little whale that been taken from mm-hmm. the mother or from the parent and with that character they can leave it and probably talk about that and uh, maybe speak something they need that need to be spoken Mm -hmm. because we should not 
leave a child with that bad uh, memories or bad feelings and that splitting conflict um, without release. It's very important to give it a place and to release it. And by uh, naming that and talking about that, verbalizing that, articulating that, child has a chance to get it out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not to keep it but get it out and um, i believe that's very important so this book i address to all the parents who was alienated and who finally get a chance to be together with their children or see their children sometime read a book and um maybe there's going to be a time when you feel safe and good about start that conversation mm -hmm. definitely well i would love to have you back on as a guest again in the future whenever you're ready to come back on absolutely okay. yeah it was a pleasure talking to you and thank you for talking about this it needs to be talked about it really does well, hey, um, don't jump off. Slam the Gal is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again in the future for another exciting episode here with Vesta and other guests. Thank you again. Thank you very much. <laughs>